we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. Hello, my wonderful audience. Now our wonderful audience. That's right. Yes, and who who is this beside me saying that's right? This is Ginger Bregan. Hi, folks. Well, and this is oh, well, this is Peter Bregan, Peter R. Bregan, M.D. I'm a physician and a psychiatrist, and and I'm the doctor's wife. Yeah, I guess you are, but my <laughs> God, you're so much more than I don't know. I don't know where to begin talking about who you are to me. That's okay. Let's talk about world, let's or, talk about our guests. Let's today. talk about the guest. Well, I I have been inspired by our guest. His name is David R. Meiswinkle, M M E I S, and then Winkle Meiswinkle. He's president of a whole new organization that makes my heart thrive or throb or move. It's really moved me a lot, actually. It is the National American Renaissance Movement. This echoes, you know. It's, nas- it's National Arm for short. I was going to say that. Oh, okay. But that's fine. I think I need some help. I've been working incredibly hard, um, so much so, and very successfully. Things we'll talk about in the coming weeks. And all of a sudden, I sound like I changed from a 10-year-old to a 12-year-old with my voice. And I don't know what that is other than I've been working really hard. I'm completely recovered. And whether this is a little bit fall allergy, um, I kind of like the way I sound, uh, but it feels different. Now, David, um, my Swinko organization is based on the principles that I have loved for a long time now, since way since before I wrote, Wow, I'm an American. It's a Wow, I'm an American organization. And it's about Supporting the Constitution, freedom, liberty. The Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights. It's genuine. So genuine that I I proudly joined it on meeting the group in the beginning um, as an advisor. Um, so I'm just uh, I'm just gonna give it right to David now. And um yeah, hello, David. <laughs> Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hi, Ginger. Hi, David. Uh, I I just, uh, the first time I met your group, you invited me to speak. And um, I think I'll just hand this over to you for a few minutes and um, or more and let you kind of tell about the people you surrounded yourself with, your goals. Um, uh, folks, he has an amazing agenda. And the people he's working with, some they do too. So, uh, David... Uh, Welcome to uh, the Bregan Show. Well, thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Uh, yes, the National American Renaissance Movement is a nonprofit, 501c3 uh, organization. Uh, the national, uh, the the name stand, you know, has a significance. National versus uh, global, and uh, we we see that today the uh, global interests would like the United Nations and 
the uh, different uh, agencies, the World Economic Forum, World Health Organization, etc., seem to be uh, have an agenda, and that agenda is not in the best interest of certainly the nation states. So the next uh, national arm arm is for America, uh, and America nation state, and there are uh, forces. In, in the world that want to destroy all nation states, not just the United States, but they're doing a pretty good job here. And the R in the arm is for renaissance, and that is, is rebirth, uh, a new society, and with a new, a new music, a new song, a new, a new dance for our culture, a new way to look at life uh, and breathe new life into different agencies uh, like... Uh, What's what's happened to our medical associate, our medical society, or what's happened to the education, or what's wrong with our finance and our economics? So Renaissance, rebirth, also revolution, because we are the uh, inheritors of of a great history. Our forefathers were incredibly brave and principled people, and uh, we uh, walk in their steps. We're humbled enough to walk in their steps and realize the greatness that they did when they uh, developed this country and developed the Constitution, our Bill of Rights, and then movement, because hopefully we can generate throughout the entire country a grassroots effort to change the society for the better. There, there was a quote that uh, Buckminster Fuller said some years ago. He says, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. So that's what we'd like to do in the Renaissance aspects to build that new model that would make the existing model obsolete. Now, uh, right now we're front and center though with the vaccines because that's the most pressing uh, situation we have, at uh, least of, of, of many pressing situations that's of immediate importance. Uh, but on our board, we have a board and we have uh, some people that you may know, Peter, I think you know Joseph Sansone. He's a uh, PhD in psychotherapy, and uh, he is down in Florida, and he's leading a band the jab uh, within the Republican Party down there, his, his executive committees. And they have, uh, in that area, they have 10 uh, counties, which is very significant, to ban the jab. And they have uh, the, the state of Idaho, when Joe didn't even know about it, told me, and someone uh, got his petition and uh, circulated in Idaho. So the entire Republican Party in Idaho is banning the jab. So Joe is boots on the ground. Uh, he is, uh, again, that is through the, the ban the jab is through his executive council or committee uh, with the Republican Party. We're a nonprofit, but we're there to educate and we support the the principles of ban the jab for sure uh another uh a person on our board is michael diamond michael is is a, an attorney uh he graduated from rutgers university a long time ago law school and uh, actually at one time he was both a county prosecutor and a public defender and he was a chief environmental enforcement administrator at the new jersey department of environmental protection at one time uh, Michael Springman is another attorney. He used to work for the United States Department, uh, and he uh, served as a diplomat in foreign service and was posted in Germany, India, and Saudi Arabia. And he's noted for trying to uh, keep out of the country people that shouldn't have been allowed in the country because he was in Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. 
and he was then uh, moved from that position because he was trying to block efforts uh, that were bringing uh, people that shouldn't have been coming into the, into the United States were coming in that uh, matched perhaps the descriptions of possible terrorists and things of that nature. And then we have uh, Frank Agamemnon. Frank worked for, he's really big in a 9-11. I call him a Johnny Appleseed in 9-11 because he probably passed more literature out to show that there was a failures on the part of the government in that investigation. And uh, he, Frank worked for, uh, for 42 years with the Postal Service. Then we have also uh, Dr. Mahalcha, and I know you interviewed her. She's, uh, I tell her, called her affectionately Wonder Woman because she's amazing in all, all ways. But she is a uh, leading edge, I think, the cutting edge of technology as far as looking at these vaccines, which we'll probably talk about throughout this show, and the, uh, the vaccines and what's in those vaccines. She has a microscope that uh, dark field that can magnify uh, something 4,000 times. I believe it's like five times brighter than a normal microscope. So she is seeing in this dark field things that other doctors have not been seen. And we are experiencing something that uh, human beings have never experienced before as to what's in the vaccines. So she's uh, located these hydrogels, which are self-replicating and growing, and these uh, quantum dots. And also like it all, it's like the connection is an electrical circuit is setting up in each individual cell. So it's, it's fascinating. And as I said, she's a cutting edge. She works with scientists throughout the world. So she's not the only one. As And they confer and concur that what they're seeing is they're really seeing it. So it's almost like a, something coming out of the fourth dimension. Uh, J.B. Hockersmith, is, uh, he's on our board. He is a seasoned in industry professional uh, skilled in film and video produ production and, and, and editing and things of that nature. Uh, then we have uh, a new uh, board member, Maria Spike, she's our treasurer. She's a psychotherapist uh, in private practice. So Peter, you may find that interesting. There's a psychotherapist and, and Maria Spike, and there's Joe Sansone, who has, uh, he's a psychotherapist and is a doctor in it. And then you have Dr. Anna, and uh, we have uh, a few uh, lawyers there. And then myself, my background, I would say uh, I have a, I'm a veteran of the United States Army. I have uh, was in the police department for many years, for 23 years. I was a whistleblower during that time, involved in some significant investigation, worked with the FBI for a couple of years, and eventually indictments did come down. Uh, based on uh, in, in work that I had done, actually, originally or initially. And uh, then I was previously the uh, president and executive director of the Lawyers Committee for 9-11 Inquiry. And uh, we had done really good investigations into the towers that came down uh, in New York in particular, and also on the anthrax attacks uh, shortly thereafter. And uh, now I am uh, involved in, in starting up this new organization called the National American Renaissance Movement. Maybe I've talked enough. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, um, why don't you talk about the project um, that you are working on to try to get the, uh, the uh, you know, the uh, DAs and prosecutors and others in the country to begin bringing indictments against the perpetrators of COVID-19 oppression 
um, including the vaccines. Uh, right. You recently announced that, and um, it's like what we all dream of of doing in a way. You know, this is what you're what you're doing there. It's, Those of us in the freedom movement <laughs> really yeah. appreciate this particular activity, and it's it is it's what we've all envisioned potentially happening. And I, frankly, I think a lot of us are shocked that it hasn't happened earlier, and we. Right. Deeply appreciate that you and your organization have launched this. Let me also say that the, just briefly, we've had uh, Dr. Um, Anna. Uh, we've interviewed her. So uh, we, we very quickly began to tap your resources. And we have interviewed Joe yes. Sansone. And Joe was on a couple of weeks ago. Anna was on, I think, the week before that. So... You can find, listeners can find those interviews in podcast for the Bregans Hour on uh, um, we haven't America that. Out Loud. Yeah, that we're off. You're listening to America Out Loud, Malcolm's wonderful creation. And we didn't mention that in the beginning because we were uh, getting really excited about having David on. <clears throat> but you're listening to uh, America Out Loud Pulse, America Out Loud Pulse. Um, so let's let David introduce that for a few minutes. Thank you very much. We, the, the people you mentioned, too, as I mentioned, uh, Joe Sansone being on our board and Dr. Anna Mahal, uh, they are two of the leading people, uh, in, at least in this country, I say in the world probably, in trying to do something about the vaccines. Uh, they're both passionate about exposing that and banning it and preventing it and, and also getting some kind of justice for those who have done this. Uh, and put this poison out there into the, to the public. What we believe is that these vaccines are, are bioweapons and they're they're toxic to human beings. And there may be a number of reasons why they're doing this other than just to make money, all right? But uh, the, the thinking was at one time, how, how are we gonna address this? And uh, the, the, we were, basically we concluded that the best way was to present a sort of a grand jury petition or request for an investigation. But we had to do some homework to outline or get the, the context in which we are today and sort of start to gather the evidence. So uh, was ironically, I was exposed to uh, Peter's work uh, to actually G.A. Griffin in a red light, a red pill conference where your book was available there at the Red Pill Conference. And that was a COVID-19 and the global predators, we are the prey. And I think you did that in 2021. And that's basically when I came across that book. So if you look at our 149 exhibits, that is actually exhibit number one. Now, I didn't know I was going to meet you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. That's like synchronicity, which is always amazing, I think. And... Uh, and maybe when you're doing good things or trying to do good things, maybe the more synchronicity happens and people that are supposed to be brought together are brought together. I'd like to think that's the way it works. But anyway, your book is number one there. And it's just the way I read them. Uh, the next one was uh, the real Anthony Fauci was with Robert Kennedy's book. And then there was uh, Francis Boyle's book because he, he's involved with our organization. And uh, then there was Peter McCullough's book and Joseph McCullough's book and and then, then there eventually was uh, also Peter Cor Pierre Corey's book and others. 
So there were some of the books that we read before we decided we're going to write anything. We better know what we're talking about and see what the terrain is like. But uh, we have uh, in in this uh, grand jury petition a lot of uh, of you know crimes we 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 mentioned that we're dealing with, and uh, we are at the same time uh, putting this evidence together. Let me see if I can bring some of this uh, up for you as far as uh organize, organizing it better but uh the document is uh, 83 pages and we wanted to create it as a template and the idea is that we want to be able to if if possible custom make a t the template for every state so thus far we have besides new jersey we have idaho and tennessee and florida and texas uh doing california uh, and there may be other ways we're going to modify this. I'm not sure. But the purpose is to outline uh, the seriousness of the what's going on. So the preliminary has to do with uh, persons of interest. Uh, we, we list a whole lot of persons of interest there. And they start with uh, Fauci and, uh, you know, Bill Gates is mentioned in there. The crimes we're talking about are uh, state crimes involving racketeering, murder, conspiracy. Aggravated assault, domestic terrorism, fraud, number of fraud. It's actually three counts of fraud, official corporate misconduct. Then we're talking about federal crimes involving gain of function violations, treason, misprison of treason, genocide, crimes against humanity, false information, and hoaxes. Then we're talking about the violations of the state and federal constitution and also the violations of the Nuremberg Code. David. So as I said, yes. Hi, we are at a break time, so let's take a break real quick. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula, with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. 
Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. And we're back. This is Dr. Peter Bregan and Ginger Ross Bregan on America Out Loud, The Pulse. And we're on every Thursday. We have oh, uh, Malcolm, actually, who is the founder and uh, uh, head of America Out Loud, has put together an amazing lineup of, they're all physicians except for me. And he's put together this amazing lineup of doctors who uh, Monday through Friday are on at 5 p.m. Eastern time on America Out Loud. On Monday, there's Dr. Marilyn Singleton. Tuesday, Dr. Jordan Vaughn and Dr. Stuart Tankersley. Wednesday is Dr. Peter McCullough. Thursday is Dr. Peter Bregan and his wife. That's me. And Friday is Dr. Harvey Reich. So we are amongst, uh, we are honored to be amongst this company of other physicians uh, and be part of the America Out Loud movement. We have a wonderful guest today who we're going to bring back in, and Peter will introduce him. Well, David R. Meiswinkle. Um, and the best way to just quickly get to him, I believe is to go to his organization. You can still Google it. And it is the National Arm. National Arm. And Arm is a um, American Renaissance movement. Um, and he's got a he's he's got his whole um presentation that he would like to see being made to the uh Oh God, I'm I'm losing the word of it. The various the, states. The various states to what what is it, David? I'm looking for. What you're presenting to the Well what we're doing, we want to present this uh the the uh, grand jury petition, which is grand jury petitions, yeah. Depending on whether it's eighty two or eighty three pages, because each state the law may be a little bigger so far we're modifying according to the state law. But uh we're sending that to every governor in the country. Uh Every attorney general in the country, uh, you know, these are state attorney generals, and we're sending it uh, to every county prosecutor and sheriff when we can get their information, their mailing information in the country. We want to, the purpose is to educate law enforcement because if they read the narrative of those 149 exhibits there, and a lot of them open up, they're, they're like what could be a video, could be a video. Like, uh, well, it could be like David Martin's videos or minor Fulish's videos or uh, the uh, videos I think that uh, Senator Johnson did up in the, uh, in the, the uh, COVID videos. It was seven hours of testimony there. Mickey Willis videos. Uh, it could be uh, Stu Peters' videos. Uh, but there's a lot of information, articles and things of that nature. We uh, would be uh, the grand jury could take it and look at it and 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 weigh it. Let's see uh, the level of uh, evidence at this at this point in the grand jury is is it's very easy to for them to you know uh, read it and approach it and and work with it. It's not like being in the trial where it's more restricted. But uh, we list the persons of interest. Now 
person of interest is someone that maybe would cooperate. Uh, maybe they have uh, some kind of uh, you know information that they want to share, uh, so that that would help an investigation. Or maybe they're just of uh, this specific nature that they have to be further investigated. So I would say that somebody like Fauci is, I never know, he could fall into all his categories, but certainly uh, uh, probably you'd want to further investigate him. And we list uh, a whole list of people on this, you know, uh, it could be from uh, people like Mark Zuckerberg. It would, could be a person of interest. Uh, certainly uh, maybe uh, Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, uh, could be the presidents of uh, Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, people like Robert Cadlick or uh, Ralph Barrett from the University of North Carolina or uh, Dr. Francis Collins used to run the National Institute of Health. So all these people would be fair uh, of investigation. And I'm sure that Peter Ginger could add to that list. This is not uh, all, ex all inclusive. I mean, this could always be expanded. This is just a starting point to get people to think uh, as far as how we're going to resolve this right. problem. I think one of the really good things about your website is it's a kind of a whirlwind reminder of the uh, expansiveness of the global threat and the people who are involved in it. As I was reading it, I was thinking, golly, I could take this as a uh, we're writing a new book. Of course, we always are. Um, but that we could take and expand this as a practically as an appendix to the book, um, uh, saying, yeah, this here, 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 here's a list of the indictment you could make. Uh, we do an indictment, you know, in, in, in uh, our original book, COVID 19 and the Global Predators, uh, we have a chapter indicting uh, Fauci. So it's interesting, we, we're very thinking in a very parallel, um, fashion and another thing that you have on your website which again is just a uh, so so much part of our work is uh, the attempts now of the US government to uh, work with the World Health Organization to turn the the who into um the the uh, spearhead which it has already been but even more so the spearhead of uh, world health totalitarianism um and that's nicely described let me bring up something new, David. I don't know if you've heard about uh, this. Um, this story was broken earlier um, in the year by Alex Newman, who is somebody who is a real expert on globalism and somebody you might want to interview if you haven't. And I've picked up on the story and um, we have just put up on our website on, on Malcolm's uh has it we, gone up we, yet? Yes, we put the UN story up on America Out Loud, and it's on our Brigham Substack also. Great. Where people can go and read it and then comment and discuss in the comments mm. section. Well, the UN has now taken a step which almost seems to preempt the WHO, its own uh, its own agency. Ginger thinks there may be... Uh, I think that's, that there's a little envy going on between... The head of the UN. You think Gutierrez, Gutierrez, and um, Tedros are are having a, a little bit of fight for uh, who's really in charge? Who's in charge here? Who gets yeah. to be the boss of the world? And um, what is going on is uh, 
uh, Guterres, the UN Secretary General, in advance of a planned 2024 meeting, um, is uh, has developed a whole increase in the power of the UN in which the UN will be responsible for maintaining a, an emergency platform, which has now been endorsed by the US and by Bill Gates, all that's in our write-up, to be the, uh, the source of prepare, announcing to the world and preparing to the world any global threat, any of any kind. And he goes as far as to say black swan threats, which means threats were ne- that were never anticipated. He's practically got an et cetera there for um, all the things that would enable him personally to declare an emergency and to organize the world, essentially whether it likes it or not, because it, it would give him the power to punish those who don't join in fighting uh, against this, you know, whatever particular threat he has identified. And folks, this includes global warming. Global warming is such a big issue with both WHO and with the United Nations and other globalist um, entities. I believe that one of the most important reasons for that is because it, uh, it, it 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 can be used for any reason to declare an emergency. So maybe it's a particularly bad hurricane season. Maybe there are earthquakes. Maybe there's are other issues going on around the world. And I also I believe that 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 these things can be manipulated to a degree so that the emergencies can be induced by those who want to then call the emergency and take charge of the planet. Boy, that sounds weird even saying that. <laughs> I I never get used to that. Yeah, if I had just tuned into this three years ago and I would have said, what a, my God, I'm not going to listen to this nonsense. <laughs> but, listen to um, these conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I mean, I think many, many, many of us, it'd be interesting to see David's uh, history around this. Our history is not to delve onto the levels we are now delving onto. It was the science as we started to poke at COVID-19 and what was going on. And we just started, uh, you know, it, it all began with realizing that while everybody was saying this virus couldn't possibly be uh, lab uh, origin, it was uh, from nature. So we had to tool up and protect ourselves from nature. When in fact, we had failed to protect ourselves from the labs and uh, Ginger found a research paper in 2015. And we got another one in 2016 showing that Anthony Fauci was funding SARS-CoV research, developing new toxic forms. Creating, creating, creating these uh, little toxic viruses uh, and they were doing it openly and funding it. Uh, publishing uh, papers about, about it. it. And uh, David Meiswinkle, uh, who we're talking to, you know, mentioned the North Carolina and Barrick, and he was getting money to work with. If you don't know this, folks, this is how our book opens. 
was uh, getting money to giving money to both Chinese Wuhan Institute researchers in combination with U.S. researchers to develop specifically SARS-CoV viruses. It's even in the title of the paper back in 2015. And then there's every scientist in the world who knows about it and every politician who knows about it. And all the folks who know about it, the reporters and so on, are all lying, either not speaking about it or denying it, uh, even while it is sitting there waiting to be plucked out of the literature, which uh, which uh, Ginger did. Um, when D- David, when did you first, were you ahead of us in thinking about globalism and what in the world was going on out there? You know, I, you know, I go back to uh, <clears throat> many years uh, Two incidents re- I, I, I recollect well. The, the first one I was reading, because I was uh, I used to go to Rutgers Library. Uh, this was even when I was a police officer. i do some reading, studying there. And I pulled at that time uh, the Foreign Affairs, which is a newsletter of the Council on Foreign Relations. And they would tell you a lot of stuff, but they don't expect the regular person to read. And I think it was in that document that uh, there was an author, I don't know, it was uh, Brzezinski or it might have been uh, Gardner, Richard Gardner, but somebody wrote this article and it started like, what are we going to do about the United States? Oh, God. And I think, uh-huh. it, uh, what, I mean, what was what was wrong with the United States? I'm thinking I'm probably in my I mean, late 20s, early 30s, so probably early 30s, somewhere around there. I'm saying, what's wrong with the United States? And uh, then they, author goes to say, well, uh, the United States is well into the IBM error. Europe is just getting into the General Motors error, and the rest of the world is being left in the dust. How are we going to bring the United States back to the pack? And then the strategy was, well, we can't go through the front door because it would be too obvious. But we have to undermine the sovereignty of the country and the freedom of its people, the standard of living. And uh, then shortly thereafter, you had, uh, you know, eventually the NAFTA come in, things of that nature, various trade agreements. You had a, a policy to basically strip the United States of it, what I like to say, the meat and potatoes of it, with the iron steel, the factories that really created jobs and jobs, uh, those type of industrial jobs are, are worth at least two of the service industry jobs. And they seem to be... Uh, wanting to make the United States weaker in a certain way. So that was the first thing that came to me. Second, as I saw this half an hour video, and I was a police officer too, this sort of really opened my eyes up because then to at that time, everything was like Republican or Democrat or socialist or something like whatever your classifications. And this was a, a video that G. Edgar Griffin did on the Council of Foreign Relations and the Illuminati, the history of the Illuminati. I'd never seen that before. I, I wasn't even familiar with the term. And I looked at that, and I said, my goodness, it, it was like a light bulb went on. I saw the context then in which we live. Then I was familiar, and I would go to, to work, and I showed this to some of the, the police officers I worked with. And, uh, you know, so that that was sort of the, uh, the beginning of, of me uh, sort of opening up my eyes and seeing that there was a, another way to analyze a society. Uh, I think I, I look at the uh, a quote from one of the uh, texts that I've read that, that they, apparently they put out 
they look at the human beings as uh, because we don't use our intelligence, they say uh, we're no better than beasts of burden or meat on the table by choice and consent. So I'd like to underline that they look at us as beasts of burden, a stakes on the table by choice and consent, because they're looking at us as we're consenting this. Now, Ginger, you said something before about these people uh, and uh, or maybe was Peter in introducing that this sort of theme that the, uh, the United Nations wants to usurp now from the who, <laughs> of course, the same people run both of them. And uh, and then they can make these emergency declarations and make the world better for everyone. I think what happens when you look at these close enough and you start studying the history of the Council on Foreign Relations and the, the Bilderberg Group and the Trilateral Commission and who's behind it, you will realize that this once upon a time useless eaters, which they try to use for most of the people in the world, are, are none other than themselves. I mean, the real parasites are these the global interests that they have uh, control so much of the wealth in the of the world and you could really have a, 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 a incredibly uh humane and uh, wonderful existence for all people in all nations but for these parasites that, that's sort of basically i look at it so uh, i would not have a problem with uh people that wanted to get rid of in a sense of uh, out of our country, the United Nations, I believe it was dedicated land that David Rockefeller, one of the Rockefellers, gave to the United Nations in New yes. York, East River. And my understanding, it was used to be a slaughterhouse before that land housed the slaughterhouse. <laughs> I, had, I hadn't heard that, but I have documented what you're saying about the Rockefellers. Right. Uh, uh, I think it was David uh, giving this money. We are running... Uh, uh, to the end now, the second segment, we have one more wonderful segment to go with uh, David R. Meiswinkle, who was, uh, as a young man, way ahead of us. And all the organizations he have mentioned, none of them are conspiracy theory fictions. They're even Googleable. Okay. We're taking a break. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. 
So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Well, we we are back with uh, David R. Meiswinkle. And I thought maybe this would be just a good place to remind ourselves of the primary principles. Um, We have been realizing that the primary principles that I developed with a book called Wow, I'm an American several years ago, which was such a good book that my liberal agent and boyhood friend going back to childhood, he was my literary agent, refused to handle and that's that's like what 12 years 10 12 years yeah ago. it was 2009 and he it was as obama was coming in yep he said that he didn't wake up in the mornings feeling well i'm an american he woke up being ashamed to be an american so he was right in the heart of manhattan and that and the progressive thinking and uh, that was when ginger came to the fore and became a publisher, uh, her own company. Well, somebody had to bring it out. And brought, <laughs> brought out the book. And when we realized, because uh, you know, we've done over 20 books, I think Ginger's co-authored about four of them. Uh, some of them were written before Ginger. The, all the writing is better after Ginger. Um, but uh, the uh, so we were prepared to publish our own book when uh, once again, but we thought we'd have uh, maybe five hundred if we had a real seller that we'd sell out of our out of our uh, garage, and it ended up now um, COVID nineteen and and the global predators has now sold one hundred and fifty thousand copies. Right, we we published that one too. And the way we got connected to David, uh, my Swinkle, without realizing it, was through. Uh, how many thousand books do we donate to that big conference? I don't remember. It was the, several thousand to uh, G. Edward Griffin's conference. Um, I think it, this was the Red Pill yeah. conference. And it was, uh, I don't know. And if, we were happy to do it. He's done such amazing, amazing work. work. I don't know if David knows how many were there, but I think there was a book on every seat. Yes. In uh, uh, between, the, I think, 1,500 people or so. And that's yep. that's how you got to meet us. That's right. You're right. There was a. I was very impressed. Uh, there was a book on every seat, and there was hundreds and hundreds of people there. So it was really a treat, and it was it was wonderful. Nice, I'm so nice happy. Treat. That's that's terrific. Yeah, that's that's the most I, I wonderful that feedback right. we've had from that donation. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of whether it was in Indianapolis or it was Rapid City. Cause Indianapolis they, that year. Okay, Indianapolis. All right. That was two years ago, right? Yeah. Ginger manages all those kinds of activities. She is the, oh, God, so many different things. But you're the business person of this small outfit of ours. (laughs) And uh, God bless you for it. So the primary principles, there are four of them. And if you adhere to them, they can change your life and the lives of people around you. The primary principles, first, protect freedom. Boy, does that have renewed meaning now? Second, take responsibility at all times. That would destroy progressivism and globalism. Take responsibility at all times. Third, express gratitude for all your gifts and opportunities. And on this show, I ended one of them a few weeks ago um, saying, uh, bring your gifts to the fight. It just popped out at the end. And 
And that's part of expressing gratitude for all your gifts and uh, all your opportunities. And, and you know, I, I didn't, I've hesitated in the past to tell people, you know, we really do have to get focused on this because I so believe in individual freedom and choice. But I am, I'm encouraging people, yes, bring your gifts to the fight. And then the fourth one is become a source of love. And it is impossible, I believe, as a therapist, a psychiatrist, physician, I think it's impossible to be out of your mind if you follow these principles. If you actually become a source of love your whole life, it might even, for me, it turned from a black and white movie to a color movie. Those were the images for me back then. Cinemascope. It really began to look different when I decided I wanted to bring a loving viewpoint to life. And then when I decided I was going to express gratitude for all my gifts and opportunities and do it every day and many times a day, I mean, the whole day, the structure of a day changed. And uh, taking responsibility at all times, I'd always been big on responsibility before I, I was on some other things. But, um, you know, this it's infinite how much we can better take responsibility and then protect freedom, freedom, doing them in reverse order. And we want to talk more about these these principles as we go along, because we we've really, uh, you know, had reason to believe that these are effective ways at strengthening yourself individually and strengthening the nation. Um, well, let's go back to David. Um, I think that the uh, National Arm Movement actually represents a lot of these principles without uh, having embraced them uh, um, outright. But uh, the National Arm Movement, when I came across it, I was so pleased because it really does enable people to take action even at a local level, at uh, their town or their county level. And it really emphasizes a positive kind of a, an activity after all this terrifying uh, this this terrifying experience that we've all been through. I, I, I believe that all of us now are suffering from uh, a kind of a post-traumatic stress. But the way to help heal yourself is by really finding positive ways to work toward the kind of world that we really want. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. And I want to... Uh, so, David, how do people become involved in the uh, National Arm Movement? Uh, can people get your material and then take this material to their local AG, to their uh, to their uh, other local representatives? Yes, they, they can. But right now what we're doing, uh, because we're so new, and we're raising money to do that. We want to create the platforms that will allow us to do the outreach, uh, you know, bigger than what our website is, to incorporate our website into that ability and uh, to be able to help organize the states. But we have, uh, I have people uh, contacting me regularly from all the different states. I mean, they have people that want to circulate a petition in Colorado or New Mexico, the state of Washington, and California, Ohio, South Carolina, 
and uh, it's almost it's it's really gratifying. But uh, we could use a few more attorneys. So if there's any attorneys out there who want to help, uh, just to help format the template into a make, basically custom make, put the law of that state into the template, uh, your your help will be most uh, appreciated. But uh, what we want to do, Ginger, as you said, and, and maybe we're not there yet, but we want to have that outreach. We want to have organizations in each state. We want to have the the states, the individual states, to be able to take uh, literature or to uh, at least at least bring it to their attention to their law enforcement people there. And we're hoping that somewhere in the entire country, there has to be some uh, attorney general, governor, uh, that is going to take this up. Now, uh, right now, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis is doing more than other governors in the country. Uh, some would say it's not enough yet because the vaccines are still floating, you know, in the commerce and things of that nature. But uh, we would like governors to start to look at the issue like Governor DeSantis has done and his Surgeon General, uh, Latipo. And uh, and hopefully we can, we just uh, sent a, a, a thumb drive with the documents onto the governor of uh, Texas. And we send uh, documents through email to all the, uh, like this, I think, 240 district attorneys. So we had to find, and actually we had to buy, you, you can't just find on any, on the internet, we had to buy the list of emails so we could contact law enforcement in the counties. And we send it in also in Texas to all the sheriff's offices. I so think that's, that's very important, uh, the, the concept that you're actually connecting with the local sheriffs and that, uh, people who connect with your movement can begin to involve their local sheriffs. Uh, I, I think sheriffs are very approachable in many uh, districts and especially the more rural ones. And uh, I, I think that really uh, one or two courageous sheriffs could begin to totally turn around what's going on. Without a doubt, and and I think that what Joe Santisone is doing is is really important down in Florida because they've actually turned ten counties in Florida around, at least within the, the Republican Party. Now, you were mentioned Peter and Ginger; these uh, the uh, four uh, the planks basically we're talking about and talking primary about primary principles, right? Yeah, and that's very significant. Now, freedom. I had the back of being a, with the Lawyers Committee, being the president and executive director there. And we were trying to uh, get a grand jury investigation, it's just at the federal level. And uh, we had evidence to show uh, that the U.S. controlled demolition involved and uh, significant evidence. And we, all we wanted was this evidence to go before a grand jury. And we had people that had lost their relatives in the explosions and or their husbands or their, their brothers, their sons, etc. And they said they ruled there was no standing. But during our involvement with the 9-11 of my involvement, I met Bill Binney. Bill Binney used to work for the NSA. He was the, actually the architect of the, the program at one time. And he had a very good program that they would not uh, implement, which he believes would have prevented the 9-11 attacks. But what he's told me at that time and others that since that time, all of our cell phone communications, our email communications, our text messages, and our searches are being harvested and stored. So we're talking about freedom 
And lots of times you don't even realize that your your rights are being uh, violated. There's a really a violation of your First Amendment, Fourth Amendment rights. So when we come forward now and when we're getting away with that, then they all of a sudden they're telling you that we're a mask, they're socially distanced, and you have to get a vaccine. And basically this is a death sentence for some people because the one is that maybe it's a police officer or a fireman or a nurse and they're saying if you don't get the vaccine, you, you can't work, you're going to lose your job. And a lot of people were coerced and intimidated to do that. To me, that's a domestic terrorism. So we're talking about freedom then, and that's certainly not being very free. You have no informed consent. So how can you, how could any governor or legislator make someone or, or even support someone having to put that, whatever is in those uh, shots, and we believe it's toxic and poison and not good for you, but how can they support making you put that into your body? And then they go even to any little babies that are six months old or older. That just destroys their system. I mean, that seems to be the purpose of it. That's so right. there's no, no freedom there. You know, we talk about freedom. And you, you mentioned the, the responsibility to take responsibility. I think lots of times in our society, people forget, they, they mix up freedom at license. A license is basically, okay, well, you can do what you want to do. But freedom, there's always responsibility involved. I take the responsibility for my actions and I act accordingly. So I, I think that are both very, uh, you know, very important. I think of uh, the movie Braveheart. You know, I did the talk one time on, the, on, the, on tyranny. And I tried to find the, uh, the sort of a movie clip that would most exemplify freedom and you know, there was a consensus actually online that 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 clip was uh, when Mel Gibson in Braveheart, where he's talking to his troops and that, you know, they don't know whether they're going to fight the British or not. And he said, it, you know, who won't give what one chance, one last chance to uh, basically tell his uh, opposition or his enemies, uh, you may take my life, but you will never take my freedom. And, and that is what Patrick Henry was about. And that's what our founding fathers were about. And, and there's a, a book on the, on the 56, the people that signed the Declaration of Independence. I forget who did it. Maybe it was Mr. McKinney. Excellent book. It tells you and it shows you how bad our education system is because uh, a number of these, uh, these uh, patriots that signed the Declaration of Independence Basically, you know, everybody knew they were signing a possibly their death warrant. John Hancock did it really big. He said, I want the king to see this. But there was a number of uh, the, the founding fathers that were, uh, you know, arrested and, and then put on uh, ships. I think five of them were on ships waiting for the war to end in terrible situations where their health were destroyed. And when they were incarcerated, their health was destroyed. And their buildings or, or their their estates, they were raided and burnt and pillaged and, and uh, yet you know, these people were the people that sacrificed and allowed us to even be talking now, probably. And, and I, you know, and freedom too, Peter, is, uh, is we look at the history of, of mankind and we see it in this, in 1776 in our country, this flower, which could become more and more beautiful if it's allowed to, if it's, if it's watered properly. And, you know, uh, presently it's not blooming too well, but, out of all those thousands and thousands of years of history, there's probably never been a country like us where we do emphasize freedom and individual rights, individual liberties. 
and they have a protected protection to the Tenth Amendment. And that is totally being violated and being forgotten by the people in power now. And that's it goes back to uh, these uh, guys like Harari and, and Klaus Schwab, these globalists that, uh, as, as I mentioned before, to me, they're just Trojan horses in this country. And uh, uh, it's, it's, if they want to implode the society, which they're talking about, and reset the society, and they want to bring a digital currency in, they want to, uh, and Ginger, you mentioned uh, climate, climate change and all this. Mm -hmm. and I, I agree 100% with you. That's a ploy. That's a part of their strategy. That's, uh, that's a, it's a control mechanism. They want to tax people. They want to regulate people. These are technocrats. They believe in, in accounting for every little piece of energy. And they look at us human beings as inputs of energy uh, that uh, it's very undesirable. So, uh, I mean, that's what, where we're walking towards right now. And, and going to Dr. Anna's work, which is most amazing, is uh, what's in those, those vials, what's in that vaccine. And she's even said now it's in the medicines and it's in the, the waters and it's in the food. I had the, the, the uh, great honor to meet uh, seven years ago, Clifford Carnicum. And Clifford does uh, geoengineering studies. He's done it for 25 years or more. He was a, the forerunner uh, probably in doing this and finding the heavy metals that are in the air, the aerialization that could keep on spraying us all the time, which a lot of people take for granted and don't realize the sky is different than it used to be. This is not a normal sky. The, the clouds are different. And that's from the chemtrails. But anyway, Clifford Carnican did studies on, on blood. David, we are we are actually down to our last 20 seconds. Oh, and you have opened up so much and people are going to be shaking their heads and i'm afraid we're forced to have you back soon yes we will we are forced <laughs> to in order to deal with some of these far out and truly truly worthy of consideration ideas yesterday's conspiracy theories are today's headlines folks Thank you for taking this show seriously. And speaking of the fathers, the founding mothers and fathers of our nation, no one who signed the Declaration of Independence, even while incarcerated and tortured, ever turned against them. Thank you for taking seriously these important issues. <laughs> <laughs>